Taylor, The Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. 877-867-1670. Hopefully you can uh, enjoy the rest of the day, your weekend, Easter holiday, all that kind of good stuff. All that kind of good stuff. Um, what else do we have here for you? A lot of, uh, a lot of talk about Jarvis Landry and the Green Bay Packers. I get it. I just, I, <sighs> some feel Landry's going to take the deal just to come into Green Bay, but it's going to be for less money than what he wants. I don't know how much less money he's going to take. Remember, Right now, uh, the Packers were, prior to uh, Sammy Watkins, sitting $16 million under the cap. Take away about, let's just say, seven. Take away seven of that for your, your rookies, okay? That leaves you sitting there with about $9 bucks. You just gave Sammy Watkins a deal. Um, I'm sure it's probably only a million, million and a half, maybe two. Um, we'll just, we'll go with the high end, say two, uh, but he's got a lot of incentives there. He can make up to four, but we'll just say two for a base salary. Okay. So that leaves you with 7 million bucks as of right now. Now you would have to do a deal with Jair and get that salary of the base of 13 plus million to come down and then maybe restructure Dean Lowry. So where does that leave Jarvis Landry if he was looking for upwards of 20, which I don't think he's going to get? So even if, let's say Landry's 10, the way things stand right now, with rookies, you'd be sitting a a million over the cap. You can't do that. The Packers, they just can't give him number one wide wide receiver money. Not right now, anyway. He's asking for about $20 million a year. Nobody's biting right now at that price tag. And that, like we talked about, you know, um, the wide receiver market, you know, changing with Devontae Adams, uh, Tariq Hill, um, hell, even Jacksonville Jaguars, they signed Christian Kirk to a four-year $72 million deal, remember. Um, but $20 million bucks, I, I I don't think he's going to get close. I don't think he's going to get that. And he only played 12 games last season, finished with uh, 570 yards, a couple of touchdowns. It wasn't like he had a huge year now playing for, you know, a banged up Baker Mayfield. You know, you can probably say that maybe it's not the best. And Landry's closing in on 30 years old. He wants that that big contract, though. And the other thing is the Packers aren't going to go long term. He's not the answer if the Packers are looking for a long-term deal. So we'll 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 see what actually happens there. But he may he I, for Jarvis Landry to sign with any team, I think unless somebody goes down, I think that uh, Jarvis Landry is going to have to kind of swallow his pride a little bit and take less money. Just throwing it out there, and it's probably going to be quite a bit less. I can't Im- and by that I mean maybe thirteen, fifteen. 16 tops for Jarvis Landry. I don't think he's going to get 20. Ain't happening. 
877-867-1670. So you got the play-in games coming up tonight to finish things off, and the Bucks taking on the Bulls coming up this weekend down at the Fiserv Forum. Game one of this series, Bucks 51-31 and 31 on the season, Bulls 46-36. and 36. Uh, The Bulls have not beaten the Bucks, but once in the last 16 meetings between these two teams. DeMar DeRozan averaging 27.9 points per game, a couple of boards, about five, six boards per game, and some assists. But we all know that as good of a season as he has had, and look, they, they got some obviously some good players down there, and I like Billy Donovan as, as, as a head coach. I really do. Um, but uh, DeRozan, Levine, uh, Vukovic, Vucevic, um, I like him. Lonzo Ball, I mean, he can become somewhat of an outside threat. We know he can shoot uh, beyond the arc pretty well. I just don't think they have enough firepower. I really don't. Even going back to that game, I, I just think that they took a lot of shots on the inside. A lot of bunnies missed them, and it maybe would have made the outcome of that game against the Bucks closer, but it wouldn't have given them a win. The Bulls just, I don't think, have enough consistency to be able to, to to beat the Bucks, maybe a game, you know, Bucks are you know just shooting poorly, you know. But I think it's it, it Bucks win the series four games to one and they move on. Now, I said this going into the top of the hour. There's one thing. There's one thing uh, that I think could happen that may derail that prediction, and that is if by chance which I don't think it's going to happen, but if by chance, um, do, there's a couple of things that have to lead up to this. If the Bulls get a win at the Pfizer Forum on Sunday, in the which we saw the Bucks last year, they lost uh, the first game in each round of the postseason last year and still ended up winning a championship. But if if the if if Bucks fans look at this game and think, eh, you know what, Bucks are going to win this series, no big deal. And Bucks fans let go of their tickets and allow the Pfizer Forum, as it was the, the last time these two teams played at the Pfizer Forum, to become almost a 50-50 proposition. Bulls fans get into this. Bulls come out with a lot of energy. Bucks just feel that, eh, you know, throw us the basketballs out on the hardwood and we're going to win this thing, no problem. A little bit overconfident. I think all of that, all of that happens then maybe the Bulls have a fighting chance where they get that first win of the series, and now the Bucks feel the pressure. But I still think the Bucks, even with that happening, still are going to win the series. It may end up four games to two, four games to three, but the Bucks win the series. But if the Bucks win at the Fiserv Forum coming up on Sunday, I, I think it's a four games to one series, and the, and the Bucks walk away. No problem. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ben, is that the only scenario possible in which the uh, Bulls could actually win a couple of games against the Milwaukee Bucks in your mind? Yeah, I, I see it similarly. I, I still think. I, I don't know. There really isn't anything in, in my mind that gives me pause about this series. Um, there are some series that you go into saying, you know, if, if you can list all the things, that if this, 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 and this happens, then the Bulls could end up winning. I still don't know if I'm there with, with this one. It's just like I, they haven't had the Bucks number in years. Not only just to beat them consistently, but beat them at all. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. like take away mass injury, then I, I don't think the Bucks have any trouble. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Mass injury changes th- changes things. An injury to Giannis changes things. You lose Kirk, Chris Middleton, you lose Drew Holiday. 
for a short stint, I still think the Bucks win. But you lose Giannis, that changes the, pers- pers- uh, the perspective of all of that. I, that I agree with. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Thoughts on the Bulls and the Bucks coming into this weekend? I think we just kind of are waiting to see who the next opponent is going to be for the Bucks. I hate to say that, but it's kind of true. My opinion. By the way, Frank says, you're sitting there ripping on Kirk Cousins, saying he can't win. I never said that. That's not what I said, Frank. I never said he can't win. I said they don't. And yet he's got a winning record against your Packers in his career. Kansas City wasn't the problem in Minnesota. Yeah, they missed the playoffs so the last couple of years, but they'll never do a 3-30 and like Green Bay did. Um, what do you mean a 3-30? and Three appearances in a Super Bowl? Talking about the 80s? You know, what the hell are you talking about? They're an Ofer. When was the last time the Vikings were in a Super Bowl? And I never, I said, Kirk, I gave Kirk Cousins all the credit in the world. I went through his numbers. I said he had a hell of a season. Frank, I don't know what you're, uh, what you're pissed off about and why you got your Vikings undies in a bunch. But the, the bottom line is the, 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 the quarterbacks get all the credit in the world for wins and losses. Okay? So we can start there. But I said what cost them was the defense. The bottom line, though, Kirk Cousins has one win in the postseason. As a starting quarterback, he has one win. You can say whatever you want, and I agree with that. But one win in the postseason. That's a fact. Okay? Now, was it all his fault? No, of course not. Of course not. He's had some defenses. He's had some offensive issues. I, I understand all of that. But, and when you talk about 3-30? Three, three and 30? <laughs> Come on. Come on. The only time you were in an NFC championship game and had a legitimate shot at going to a Super Bowl was with Favre. That was it. And Case Keenum. That was it. Well, Case Case Keenum might have got him back there again. I I didn't like the move getting rid of Case Keenum. It's kind of like you just kind of stick with what gets you there. Now, Case Keenum, now granted, after that, he was never anything. But he fit that system. He fit that group. Sometimes you just find the fit. And Case Keenum fit. Now, whether or not he would have fit the next year, probably not. He was cheaper. That's for damn sure. You could have taken that money and maybe spent it in other areas. Either continued to bolster the defense or given more weapons or what have you. But, you know, Case Keenum, they got there. But they they, they weren't doing anything with Case Keenum. I just bring just that weren't. game up. Because I was there and enjoyed it thoroughly, <laughs> but they weren't going. They weren't doing anything with Case Keenum. Their legitimate shot was during that game in which Favre got his ass kicked down in uh, down in New Orleans because they just beat him up. But as far as saying I'm blaming it on Kirk Cousins, no. I just I know when the chips are down, Kirk Cousins has made mistakes. But more so, look, this season specifically, the defense gave up. I even went through game by game, Frank, and said, look, the offense scored points. Their defense was giving it up in big chunks, 30-plus. You're not going to win a lot of games doing that. Come on, man. Quit hearing what you want to hear and getting butthurt over your boy Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, you tagged in that post. I hope Kirk's listening now. You like that? There you go. I feel better. You like that? You like that?
Sound like Peter Brady from years gone by going through puberty in that second. You like that. Just saying. You like that? You like that? You like that? (laughs) Oh. 877-867-1670. Hit us up over on Twitter, just like our buddy Frank did, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at uh, Joe and Ellis out there, Sloppy Joe's on Hubertus and Hubertus. Between there and Smoke on the Water, they're looking for the reservations for uh, for Easter. So if you haven't made them yet, get them in. They're going to be open. They've got a great brunch. Stop uh, out. And see for yourself, but uh, get your reservations in. Like all, like every place on Easter Sunday, every place takes reservations on Easter Sunday. Get them in, but go to their websites, check out their menus. Really, really good stuff. Uh, and say hi to Joe, say hi to Ellen, and and just uh, give them our best as uh, on Easter Sunday. They got a great brunch out there. Again, uh, Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus, uh, just uh, east of Holy Hill, or Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake. And uh, that's right there in Wisconsin Avenue out by Okachi Lake. So stop out and tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Mark thinks the Bucks are going to struggle with the Bulls. And he believes, and Mark says uh, so eloquently, the Bulls are lying in the weeds, waiting for the Milwaukee Bucks to come into this series overconfident. I think Giannis is the only one that takes things serious. Everybody else seems to want to just show up and play. The addition of Brooke Lopez, yes, he's a good defender, but he's not going to give you enough scoring power to get past the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan has something to prove in this series. That's from Mark. Mark listening to us in Kenosha, which I can only assume, Mark, you are a either a transplant from Illinois and you just happen to scamper across the border because our taxes are better here, or you had parents that had drank the water that was seeping from just below the border. One of the two. But thanks for listening in Kenosha. Certainly appreciate it. Um, no, Mark, uh, as much as you want to talk about the possibility of the Bulls beating the Bucks, that ain't happening. Maybe they beat them in a game. But as far as the rest of that goes, boy, smoke and rope, man. Smoke and rope. Whatever you're making your sandals out of, don't, uh, don't fire it up anymore. Ain't happening. I will be willing to throw some, throw some, uh, throw some bet down on that. I can't imagine, like I said, unless, say, Giannis goes down, there's mass injuries, I can't imagine the Bucks losing this series. Just can't. Everybody's dangerous when you get to the postseason. I get it. You know, yada, yada, whatever. But, no, the Bucks, Bucks aren't losing to the Bulls. That would be, that would be, if the Bucks lost to the Bulls, that would be more shocking to me than when the Packers lost to the 49ers at home. Because that stunned us. That I, I'll never forget that feeling. Sitting there, we were at, uh, God, we were at Fox's doing the show, doing the postgame show. 
watching that game, packed house, just anticipating this first game to get it out of the way, get onto an NFC Championship game. And it was like somebody dropped a bomb. Just, it was complete silence. People just walking around like, you know, just zombies. I can't believe it, you know. It was like Night of the Living Dead. You would just all walk around wide-eyed. No. Can't, I, I, I just, I can't imagine. that. And if the Bulls beat the Bucks in this series, I would be even more shocked than that. There's some games that I was, you know, kind of shocked over. When the when the Brewers fell to Washington in the uh in the wild card game, eh, that one was a little bit shocking. When the Packers lost to the Giants in the NFC Championship game, when Brett Favre threw that pick, that was shocking. Because I thought everything was set up for the Green Bay Packers to roll on to another Super Bowl. I thought they were rolling right in. Oh, yeah. That was shocking. The Bucks losing on the road in Philadelphia? No. No. Sorry, Kyle. No. It wasn't that. That that was a hell of a game. We, we knew going into that game, because I was there, you just knew that everything was setting up because it just felt like the league wanted Iverson to take on Shaq and Kobe. You, you just kind of felt it. And the air came out of the sails when they pulled Scotty Williams off of that off of that plane for the suspension. Not that shocking. So if the Bucks fall to the Bulls in this opening series, that would be <laughs> Rick says I would glue myself to the Pfizer Forum court if Chicago wins a series. Well, that's good, Rick, because after the fact that they would have a whole year to get you off of it. That's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. Can't imagine any scenario in which the Bucks lose that series. And it all gets underway on Sunday. All gets underway on Sunday. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up in any one of the topics, please feel free to do so. Mikolas. Goes to the hill tonight for the uh, Cardinals. Freddie Peralta goes to the hill tonight uh, for the Brewers, by the way. 7-10, first pitch down at uh, American Family Field. Brewers looking to uh, get a win. Meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs, who, dare I say it, the Cubs are on top of the division right now by a half game. Cubs on the road taking on the Colorado Rockies. Marcus Stroman to the hill tonight against uh, German uh, Marquez. There you go. Stroman and Marquez teeing off against one another tonight out in uh, the Mile High City. 7.40 Central Time for that contest. The other ones of note, you've got uh, the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates hosting Washington and Cincinnati on the road again uh, against the uh, Dodgers. Vladimir Gutierrez going tonight uh, against Gonsolin out of L.A. So there you go. That's your... Uh, that's your that's your matchup coming up tonight. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Uh, Milwaukee Dave says, uh, hey, unit, uh, I would be shocked like you if the Bucks lost this series. I think Giannis is coming out with something to prove that it wasn't just a one thing or a one time thing for this Bucks team to win a championship. 
look for him to be dominant. Did you get your screen door fixed? Oh, you know what? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, no, I did not. Not yet. For those that uh, follow, I did post that yesterday, so you must follow me over on Facebook. Yeah, the, the back screen out of my sliding screen door in the back of my patio uh, is torn up. Years ago, Mickey ran, uh, my dog Mickey, tried to run in from the outside and ran right through it. And it's been a big hole ever since. And now I'm going to put the screen door, now that I don't have the dogs anymore, I'm going to put the screen door back in. And But i got to get it fixed. i got to get the screen fixed. And I don't have a big car. I've got a, a Hyundai Genesis. And that's not a car conducive to sticking a whole screen door in. So I didn't have a way to get it out of here. But I th- I'm going to use probably use Kristen's SUV. Uh, after I get off the air today, maybe I'll take it to one of the Ace Hardware stores or something and try to get that fixed. But, uh, no, I did not get it fixed yet, but I eventually will, and uh, and all will be right with my world. Because it's supposed to be really warm next weekend, I guess. If you look at the long-term forecast, it's supposed to be uh, uh, upper 60s, low 70s next weekend. So for those that are battling the weather up north, for those that are battling the cold weather, windy blues uh, in the southern portion of the state, like many of us are, uh, warmer weather's on its way. Next weekend is supposed to be a decent weekend. Saturday is supposed to be the better of the day. Now, I say this knowing that, and I don't mean to insult weather people, but I have done this before where I have looked at the weather forecast and I have studied it every day. And it'll start out like this Saturday, coming not tomorrow, but the next Saturday is supposed to be 68 and partly sunny. So I'm thinking to myself, if it gets a little warmer, it should be in the 70s. If not, you know, be in the low 60s. But 68 and partly sunny, I'm saying it today on this Friday. And then in seven days, we'll see what the actual forecast is. Because there's times where you think to yourself, oh, God, it looks great. This is going to be fantastic. And then by the time the actual day gets there, you can just, you know, wipe the hiney with that forecast. Throw it right out the window. Right out the window. Uh, this is from Packer Fan 31 He says, hey, you know, I've got a question for you. I'm going to be in Milwaukee area this weekend for my wife's family's Easter brunch on Sunday. We're looking for a great dinner tomorrow night. Do you and the wife have a go-to for a date night? Absolutely. Uh, if you're going downtown Milwaukee, Geno's, go to uh, go to Calderon Club. Great date night, great place, great Italian food. Awesome. Awesome place, depending on what kind of money. I mean, if you want to go high-end money, steakhouse, you can do that. If you want to go out there on the water, there's Harbor House. But uh, just for great food, great atmosphere, go to Calderon Club. Ask for Alex. Alex is the uh, the best server they have. Ask for Alex. He'll take care of you. Tell him we sent you. Say hi to Gino. That's a great place to go. If you need help beyond that, let me know. But that's that's where I would head to. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. On this uh, good Friday, as we get you ready for the weekend, 
and uh, a lot to, a lot of little stuff uh, to go. And by the way, uh, did you see that the uh, the final touchdown that Tom Brady threw last year that was auctioned off? And then the day after it was auctioned off, I think it was like three or four million bucks or something like that, some kind of crazy money. Uh, Brady announced he was coming back. They are now making that sale null and void because it is not his. I guess that's part of the risk you take when you buy that ball immediately after the season ends for a competitive guy like Tom Brady. But they are making that uh, making that 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 ball that. Um, that was sold. They're going to make that. Uh, they're going to make that uh, null and void. Going to say now, nah, baby, now nah, to that one. <laughs> I'd tell him, hey, that's 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 the risk you take, man. Talk to you. I would have put the uh, contingency on it. If he comes back, it's still a final sale. See what happens. Just my thought. Uh, 877-867-1670, Also, uh, if you, in case you didn't know, going on in the world of the NFL, but uh, the Dallas Cowboy cornerback, Kelvin Joseph, connection, he wants to be talked to by, or they want to talk to him in uh, by the police department, uh, in connection with a shooting death, death last month in Lower Greenville. Uh, it's a section of Dallas. Cameron Ray fatally shot after a March 18th altercation with a group of people that appeared to include Joseph. He was a second-round pick of the Cowboys last year. In video footage obtained by KDFW Television in Dallas, one of those involved in the altercation was wearing a YKDV necklace. Joseph, which this kills me, goes by the rap name YKDV Boss Man Fat. You play in the NFL. What are you doing? More footage goes on to show than uh, two shots coming from an SUV as Ray and his friends walk to their vehicle after the altercation. The Cowboys, no comment. The team is talking with Joseph, encouraging him to speak with the police to discuss what he knows about the situation. What does this sound like? What does this sound like? Does this have kind of that same sound of... The Hernandez shooting, Ben? Yeah, I honestly, I remember the Hernandez shooting more from, I've watched the documentary on it. Right. I, I remember the story breaking, but I wasn't covering sports at that time, obviously. So I wasn't right. like riding on every new piece of information. Aaron Hernandez got into an altercation with somebody in a bar. And, uh, you know, they kind of got into a little, and it was really somewhat of a minor altercation. It was really, you know, people that were there were like, this is really nothing to get crazy about. And yet the thought was, uh, now they never got a chance to try him for this, even though more and more evidence started to come to light, uh, was that Hernandez took offense, waited for these guys to come out of the, out of the club, drove up on them uh, with their SUV and shot them. And shot him dead right there in the street. This has very much the similar kind of context to it. Uh, Detective Tanya McDaniel told KDFW that Ray and his three friends were in Dallas for the weekend. They were not responsible for the incident that preceded the shooting. Police have been working to identify the group seen in the surveillance video, including the man wearing the YKDB necklace, which Joseph wears. He uh, went to LSU before he ended up playing one season at Kentucky. 
and uh, you kind of go from there. But yeah, he. Um, why do you call yourself YKDV Boss Man Fat when you're a player in the NFL? But he does, and in the video you can clearly see the uh, the necklace that displays that, and they say that you know they know he wears it, so they're trying to talk to him. But it sounds similar. It sounds like a guy, you know, you go into the the club setting, you get into a little bit of an altercation. It doesn't see it. And again, the police feel that it wasn't the, the, the guys that got shot. It wasn't them who started the altercation. And then they end up, you know, shot there on the street. So, uh, but uh, the Cowboys are dealing with that. 877-867-1670, by the way. 877-867-1670. Also, uh, the one thing we have not uh, mentioned, but it is Jackie Robinson Day throughout Major League Baseball, celebrating the 75th anniversary of Robinson breaking baseball's color barrier. And uh, Dave Roberts using the day to call out Major League Baseball for cutting back on opportunities for black players, as he put it. And one of the things that has been substantial in baseball as opposed to other sports for black players has been the lack of inner-city baseball programs. The uh, Major League Baseball, when Bud Seeley was commissioner, put a lot of money into trying to develop inner-city baseball. And uh, the, over the years, it has become those funds, at least since Rob Manfred took over, have become more utilized for international baseball. Uh, a lot of teams setting up um, scouting areas, scouting offices, if you will, throughout um, uh, throughout you know, the Dominican Republic, um, Japan, you know, moving all around to try to find the international baseball players while kind of ignoring a lot of the inner cities. The inner cities have been predominantly basketball and football, and baseball has kind of fallen behind in those areas and not getting enough African-American players, black players in the league. So that's one of the things that uh, is being pointed to by saying, hey, look, you know, if you really want to develop some of these players that are looking for other opportunities, because you can be a professional player. You have far more opportunity to get to the majors via the minor leagues than you would be as a football player or an NBA player. Even with the advent of the G League, there's more opportunity to be able to do that. If you are really, truly that special athlete to get there via baseball, than there is any other way. And that's the argument is that, hey, you know, if we could just get more opportunities for a lot of these city kids to be able to play baseball and be organized in doing so, then uh, I think you'll see an uptick uh, in, in African-American players starting to get into Major League, Major League Baseball and playing more of it. Uh, but uh, that's one of the things that's, you know, being discussed more heavily, especially on the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. So this is one of those other things that's coming to light uh, this weekend as well. 877-867-1670, Let's go to uh, Ed. Ed, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hi, Big Unit. What's going on, buddy? From uh, the Milwaukee days. Oh, okay. How you been, Bill? I, I really good. Hey, I got a comment and just a... Uh, one second. I'm going to change something here. I feel like I'm getting, hearing myself fight. Okay. There. That's better. So, um, the guy that called about the Bucks and Bulls game, I I went to a Bulls and Bucks game this year, and it's all about matchups. 
the Bucks totally are over they overmatched the Bulls. And mm-hmm. one key one key player, <laughs> point guard, two key players actually, point guard and Giannis. Those right. two are uh, the double. They're a dynamic duel on that team. I mean, look what they did last year against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I rest my case on that. Right. Um, I just want to know your take, and I have a Packers thought. I was wondering if you could put some insight because everybody's thinking Green Bay's got to go wide out, wide out, wide out. I, I like to think. Don't you think they need a little defense help on the corners, yes. maybe? I think, uh, and let me let me deal with the last question first. I think they're going to get a wide out probably early, but I also think they're going to look for an edge rusher. They're going to look for additional line depth, and yeah, then they'll probably look at uh, the cornerback uh, depth position. Absolutely, I don't. I don't. And it, and when they get to the defense, whoever is the best available, whether it's a corner, whether it's an edge rusher, whether it's a defensive lineman, that'll be who they take. I don't think they're going to start out by saying we're going to go line, then we're going to go secondary, then we're going to go edge rusher. I think they're just going to take whoever is the best available because they also need to figure out right tackle. They need additional depth on that offensive line. They could use a linebacker. They could use a tight end. So I think there's many different ways they could go, but I know they're going to get themselves a wide receiver or two. And and I just want to say I really love listening to your show. I have never been able to get on before, and uh, I live in Madison, and we don't get – we get a different angle on sports talk here. I like, I have a lot of memories of you. I feel like you're more than no in that, in that area. I, uh, you're closer to the, you were so close to the Packers when you had your shows and everything. And you mm-hmm. came on during the day. I miss your beer tapping, um, um, in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, I got to bring that back. I got, we don't have that, uh, that good sound effects machine like we used to have. I got to get that. We haven't yeah. had that in a while. Yeah. That's true, bro. Well, I'll right, have buddy. one for you, okay? By all means, do so. I'll pop one a little bit later on today for sure as well. Appreciate the phone call. Going back to what he said about the Bucks and the Bulls, he's right. I mean, you can look at the matchups. Uh, you know, who are you going to cover? Because I don't think the Bulls have enough to be able to so – let's say you're going to take Chris Middleton out of the game. Well, you're not going to be able to defend Giannis on the inside, and you're not going to be able to defend Drew Holiday. So you may take Chris Middleton out, but the other two are going to have a big game. Say you try to go strictly after Giannis. You try to collapse everything on Giannis. Well, the other guy that can beat you on the inside or even shoot from the outside could be Brooke Lopez. Now, Lopez is not going to light it up for 40 points, but he can give you 17. Portis can hit from the outside. You've got a deep bench. You can always bring in a guy like Grayson Allen You can hit to, to give guys a spell. Pat Connaughton to give guys a spell. You can go small ball and get up and down the floor and still be able to shoot decently from the outside. It's just... I think this team, with the last year you had P.J. Tucker, he was kind of your X factor because he could come. He was your junkyard dog. He could come in. He could do the dirty work. He could defend somebody. He could just say, P.J., go get him. And he'd run out and get him, and that's what he did. He was really, really good at it. You don't have that same guy this year, but you've got different versatility matchups that you can play versus what you had last year, which is why I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks are the best team in the East. I think they can go up against anybody. What would worry me is the outside shooting of, say, KD. What would worry me would be the outside shooting of Miami. That's it. I think everything else they've got covered. I think it's easy. When you get to the postseason finals, either uh, Phoenix, or and I've been on record saying this, or Golden State, both of those teams can shoot from the outside like nobody's business. And they don't defend well beyond the arc they're just not that good of a team they're not that quick of a team so those are the two teams that i give them the most i think give them the most problems otherwise i i, I think they win this series hands down going away 
Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show final segment coming up. But that doesn't mean we just say goodbye. We got a lot more to, to, to discuss. Plus, we'll set up tonight's contest between the Bucks, or excuse me, between the Brewers and the Cardinals. And uh, we'll go back to that and uh, just wrap up a few more emails and such before we get out of here and get off to Peter Cottontail coming to town for an Easter weekend. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you getting you ready for the weekend. By the way, I had a question here about Julio Jones and uh, the former Atlanta Falcons and Tennessee Titans receiver. Uh, he is still coming off the worst season of his career, uh, still free agent. He basically fell off a cliff. He was cut loose by Tennessee. He finished with just 434 yards and a single touchdown in his uh, first year with the Titans and a clear drop after finishing with 771 yards, playing one less game in what was his final season in Atlanta. Boy, Atlanta cut him loose at the right right time, didn't they? He is uh, looking for a quarterback capable of elevating his game after he spent a season with Ryan Tannehill. Now, that would rule out a majority of the league. Um, and probably including a potential reunion with his old coach out in San Francisco. And with that in mind, uh, the spots that he could land, if indeed anybody felt he was worthy of it, you know, they say, well, Green Bay obviously needs uh, a wide receiver, but there's no way in hell I'm paying Julio Jones. I mean, he was making, I think it was his last contract was like 13 or 14 million bucks. Uh, when, when Tennessee cut him loose, they owed him all that money and they had to pay him. It came forward. I think it was 13, 13 and a half, something like that. But there's no way I'm paying Julio Jones to come into the uh, Packers organization at this point and do anything worth anything. Just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, just an FYI. Hey, by the way, if you're looking for a good place to go this weekend, our friends at Boondocks, barbecue, brews, and good stuff. I don't even know how else to put it. Just good people out there. Tom, by the matter of fact, Tom and them, uh, Tom, the owner and Stacy and the staff and everybody, they came down to Stenny's yesterday. They joined us down at Stenny's for a little while, heading down to the ball game. So they, great time. Thanks to them for coming out. One, one place supporting another place coming out for the program. That was a good time. So uh, if you're going to be heading anywhere, Highway K out there in Oconomowoc, that is a boondocks, barbecue and brews. Good stuff. Go out and say hi. And if I've always said if you're a veteran or in the military, they have that military room. You can say, I'd like to make a reservation in the military room. I'm in the military or I'm a veteran, and they will accommodate. They really, really take a ton of pride in our veterans So uh, and those in the military. So if you're going to go out maybe for an evening and do something someplace that is in that area, cool place at that, watch the game tonight, there you go. There you go. By the way, the Cowboys now have come out with a statement. Uh, regarding uh, the incident as uh, Kelvin Joseph is a person that is being sought in connection with a shooting death last month. They said that they have talked to him. They are cooperating with the Dallas Police Department, and that's all they're going to say. They say they did alert the NFL that he is being investigated, but that's all they're going to say. No further comment at this point in time. So that was just uh, just moments ago. I was watching Twitter, and that statement came up. So that's all they're going to say about it. 
Uh, Anthony says, what happens if Elon Musk buy, <laughs> buys Twitter? What ha- You know what? I have no idea. I, I, I don't follow that crap. Um, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, before Facebook, it was MySpace. And other entities have come along. You've had Instagram. You've had, uh, obviously, Twitter. There's other ways of communicating with people. Um, I know TikTok is more video than it is w- the written word. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I stay out of that crap. This is people with more money than God that argue over more money. They buy things just because they're mad. It's, I have no idea. I wish I was able to dabble in that world monetarily, but I can't. So I stick with what gets me there. I try to figure out batting averages and catch ratios and completion percentage, tackles, sacks, things like that. That's that's my wheelhouse. Free throw shooting, hitting a shot beyond the arc, those type of things, you know? Every now and then we'll venture off into the world of golf. Bowling. Bowling, you know? We cover it all. But beyond that, I have no idea. (laughs) You know, I, I don't know. Don't know. I don't want to find out. Yeah, I yeah, I don't even. And I guess Elon Musk is now mad that they're not allowing him into that club. And I I, I don't. The guy's got a rocket. He you know he can he can if he gets pissed off he can go build a condo on the moon. You know he's got that much money. I I couldn't tell you. People are, and I get it. People are up in arms about it because it's all you know what people consider to be free speech and free expression. I I have no idea. I just do what I do, and if I get too deep into it, I start getting mad at everything, and then the conspiracy theories all come out, and and then I'm I'm looking over my shoulder every day. Uh, I don't know, don't know. Oh, by the way, the uh, Mets lineup has been uh, been screwed up a little bit. The New York, New York Mets lineup at City Field took a hit before they could be introduced uh, this afternoon, according to uh, several media reports. Brandon Nimmo and Mark Kana. Uh, both have tested positive for COVID. They were absent from the lineup, so that's been uh, that's been a story that's being reported. That's that's out there. Just an FYI. So COVID does still um, make a little bit of a, a, a splash, so to speak. Paul George is also going to miss tonight's and playing I, game. I that. just saw that. Yeah, Paul George tested positive and uh, for the Clippers, and he's not going to be there tonight. That uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, so he's not going to be playing tonight. The winner of that game will then face off against the Phoenix Suns in round one of the NBA uh, the postseason. So there you go. Nothing to see here. In the meantime, you've got the baseball coming up tonight. Freddie Peralta, fastball Freddie heading to the mound with that six seventy five ERA after only one start. Uh, Miles Mikolas. Going to the hill tonight, 491 ERA for the Cardinals, uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Uh, they are a half game behind the, Saint, uh, the Chicago Cubs, should I say, who are playing out in uh, Colorado tonight. you got Cincinnati and L.A. and Pittsburgh taking on the, uh, the Washington Nationals tonight as well. So that's the way things shake down in the National League Central. And let's just hope the Brewers have some more success, keep the win streak alive. How about that? Brewers look terrible. They get off to an ugly start. They lose to the Cubs. People are jumping off of bridges all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. And Brewers Nation, 
Oh, my God. The end is near. The, the World Series is such a foregone conclusion. It's just get it out of your memory, out of your mind. It's done. And since then, they've done nothing but win four out of their last five and three straight. So all is right with the world. Hopefully they can keep it going tonight. Continue with the uh, the slugging. And, boy, McCutcheon has just been a godsend. And hopefully you get a few more uh, rocket balls tonight off of the bat of Christian Yelich. And even then, come Monday, maybe we're breathing a little bit more of a sigh of relief. So that'll do it. Ben, enjoy New York, man. Yeah, wish me luck. Wish the kid luck. If there I can you go. get there in one piece, it'll be a good weekend. Awesome. Awesome stuff. We'll be following on Twitter for... Any magnanimous, like if a man is stuck, locked in a in a, in a john in the bathroom, we'll know it's probably got to be you. That's just the way things go. So there you go. That's it. That'll do it. Hey, great to talk to everybody. Have a great Easter weekend. We'll talk again come Monday. Until then, have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.